This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Every day, many of our nation's most vulnerable workers put on their armor to go to work. These essential workers are keeping our lights on, restocking our shelves with food, and battling COVID-19 on the front lines. Now more than ever, they deserve our protection and thanks. That's why during the pandemic, Pond Lee Hockey is working around the clock to help protect these workers and fight for their rights. Call Pond Lee Hockey's COVID-19 hotline to help you and your loved ones with your legal needs during the pandemic at 267-606-4343. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the Law Offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. And we say hello on a Saturday night. It is live with the Labor Show along with J. Doc and Krause as we come to you on a Saturday night here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Tonight on the Labor Show, we settle the score. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm all nervous. We define the answer. (laughs) Who is the number one local as a member of the Philadelphia Building Trades? And on the broadcast table, (laughs) J Doc, is the trophy. Yeah. That clearly answers that question. A good Saturday to you, sir. I couldn't resist. Welcome in. We've got a great show. Uh, we do have a great show. But and answer I, the question for me. I, I will. So Joe Krause is talking about the Building Trades um, Softball League, and um, it's a lot of tradition. And I used to coach the Ironworkers for five years. I'm not sure if we've won one. And it's the the league's 50 years old. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm being graced by the um, Steamfitters Championship Trophy from I don't know what year, 2019. But, but boy, is it painful! But I did get a chance to ha- to hold it and get a picture, so I congratulate you. And we're going to be doing some recruiting. I'm talk to Kevin Boyle about that. But is that what it looks like? I've never been this that close to the trophy. So <laughs> and you, and, thank you, and, and Jay Duck, you may never. Jimmy, I do appreciate this. He may never get that close again. Yeah. As he, I'm going to say, I'm going to guess he's not. Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> It's, 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 it's war now. I hope Kevin Boyle's listening. Um, no, no, man. It's awesome. It's so funny. I've always tell that story. But, no, we got a great, great show tonight. It's a spotlight show on Local 420. Fitters Local 420, one of our premier locals uh, in the Philadelphia building trades. Um, I couldn't be happier to have our guests, uh, Jim Snell, who's the business manager of Local 420, Jim Gallagher, assistant business manager of Local 420, and then Pete Klein, the director of training of the Local 420. 20 apprentice program. I, I said this when I met Anthony Gallagher uh, about 15 years ago. When, it, when, when Anthony became the business manager, it was like the Bruce Springsteen quote. And I meant it then, I mean it today. When I met Anthony and we sat down and we did a, an article for our Philly Labor um, newsletter, I said, labor's in good shape with labor leaders like uh, Anthony Gallagher coming up the ranks. And I feel the same exact way with, 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 with business managers like Jim Snell coming up through our 
our, our, uh, our building trades, the future of labor in the city of Philadelphia is in good hands, and that makes me feel fantastic. So we're going to have a great show. Uh, good stuff. Well done, Jay doc Nice good introduction to uh, the show. We're coming to you live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, hour one of the two-hour show. Coming up in hour number two, uh, Wendell Young will join us, and we'll also talk about the get-out-to-vote, Jay doc So we'll deal with that in hour number two. Let's talk about hour number one. Uh, we're live. We're local. We're at Steamfitters Local Union 420. Uh, we're social distanced uh, around a big conference table, but great to be here. Jimmy, let me uh, bring you into the conversation before J-Doc jumps in and at least uh, welcome you and thank you very much for hosting today. Well, listen, it's great to see you again, Joe, and uh, Joe Doc and Joe Kraus. Uh, we, we really are appreciative that you give us the opportunity, that you give us the platform to, to explain everybody just what it is that we do. You know? Yeah, and, and that's really what the, what the whole thing's about. It's about spotlighting our unions and giving our, our, the listeners the opportunity to meet the people, to meet the leaders, but also to learn about the, about the trades and, and about who we are. And, and, and Jimmy Snell, let me ask you, who are your members, man? Tell our listeners um, who the members of Local 420 are. Members of Local 420 are uh, we're about 4,800 strong, 4,700 strong, about 3,000 active members, okay? Um, you're gonna, we're, we're the most highly skilled in our opinion, most sure. highly skilled trade, you know, throughout the Philadelphia building trades and, and throughout the country. Okay, um, we install piping systems. All right, we're the we're the group that keeps you cool in the summer, keeps you warm in the winter. All right, uh, we install piping systems down petrochemical facilities, uh, in in hospitals. You know, the med gas systems that you don't see. You know, they're behind the wall, right? Sure. You know, we're installing them. Uh, you need special certifications for that. Uh, we're, we're welding in uh, nuclear power plants, uh, 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 Samuel Adams Brewery up in the Lehigh Valley. I mean, it's very diverse. We're, we're lucky to be able to, to work in so many different arenas, to be quite honest. And one of the things, um, and we're going to get a chance to, uh, to, to talk to Pete Klein, who, who you know, is the director of your apprentice program, but um, I can't wait to talk about, uh, you, you know, it's an accredited program. You literally have a degree a college degree when you graduate the apprentice program um and you know it's such a diverse program i want to uh introduce the, uh, jim gallagher uh, in, into the program how are you sir good joe thank you for having me it's it's great to have you and jim if i'm correct didn't you teach anthony everything <laughs> everything he, right i, I told him get, everything he knows you're yeah. darn right just want to get that clear i know he's listening um <laughs> But uh, yeah, so so as an assistant business manager, um, you know you're dealing with you know the the, the members and the, and, the, and the jobs and the jurisdiction. Tell us a little bit, um, delve a little bit further into the members. You know these these are our our uh, our, our coaches and our you know they, you know these are people who who make a difference in the community as well as on the job. Right. Uh, so what I do, Joe, uh, the business manager uh, has all the business agents. I'm still a business agent. I have a territory that I still handle, which happens to be a lot of the industrial world uh, from uh, the state of Delaware. I, uh, as soon as we hit Pennsylvania, right up the river, everything along the river, that would be my territory uh, besides being assistant business manager, Jim. And Jim assigns our other business managers different territories. We have nine counties. So uh, each each uh, business agent will be uh, have a separate county and uh, different uh, jurisdictions. Majority of my jurisdiction happens to be in the industrial world, which is the petrochemical, the powerhouses, um, Kimberly Clark uh, with the old Scott paper, sure, uh, Boeing, 
uh, uh, fewer to powerhouses. So that's a lot of industrial work, which is a lot, a lot of a uh, lot of rigging, a lot of energy, and uh, that's one of my uh, things that I handle. And um, Jim has me doing other various things for him because. Needless to say, his schedule's so busy. Well, you got 4,700 members, man. We, we I mean, keep them busy, Jim. Yeah, we yeah. keep them busy. Well, no, I mean, and, and um, you know, every one of our unions is 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 built on, on an apprentice program. And um, it's great to have Pete Klein here. And, you know, your program is second to none. Uh, Pete, tell us just a, a basic overview. We're going to get into some details. But, um, you know, a little bit about the about the apprentice program here. Well, we, we have two distinct programs. Uh, one is the Building Trades program. Um, the other is the MESS program. So the Building Trades are the guys that build the building. So using the Comcast Tower as an example, uh, they'll go in, they'll set all the equipment, run all the piping. Um, and now that Comcast is up and running, we have our MES guys. They'll be the guys that do the service, preventive maintenance type activities in those buildings. Um, and, and that's essentially the two, two ways that uh, we train. Uh, we leave a, an applicant, choices up to him if he comes to our application window, which apprenticeship do you want? He can apply to both, interview for both, and then, you know, there's decision time. But um, yeah, well, here's my answer on that one. Which one am I working more? That's it. Just put me right there. Uh, you know? I mean, I'm, I, you know, and, and, but that's, that's, a, yeah. that's an, an, an awesome it's, thing. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get into the, to, to the diversity of, okay. of, of Jim everything. Jim Gallagher, let me, let me ask you real quick before we go to our first uh, commercial break. Just in the space that you're overseeing and that you're managing on a, uh, on a daily basis, it sounds like you're busier today than you've ever been. Is that accurate or in terms of in energy and in terms of some of the areas that you're focused on that was true uh unfortunately and one of the areas as you're well aware of uh, uh pes refinery yeah. that closed and uh, that put a, a big hurt on a lot of our work in the energy world so uh that being down and uh now with the COVID situation a lot of refineries, uh, like the Monroe Refinery, uh, they're big and uh, they're owned by Delta Airlines, and they're big on jet fuel, making jet fuel. So with people not flying, they've slowed down. So uh, that world got a little slow. Now Marcus Hook, the refinery, the pipeline. We're waiting on pipelines to be finished so uh, we can. They've done a tremendous amount of work down there over the last five years. And they have a lot of work planned in the future. It's just a matter of when these pipelines get finished and uh, we can really go strong because they want to, they spent billions of dollars down there, employed thousands of tradesmen. I know, Jay Doc, we, we made a strong oh, yeah. effort on the, on as, as, Good of Jimmy Snell was on one of those shows. Yeah, yeah. one of those shows yeah. with the, with, you know, with, it's un, with, it's with a, the it's it's just unimaginable, Jim. You were you were part of those programs. Have you ever seen anything like it to this day? The PES refinery, they it, it was just didn't make sense. Uh, yeah, uh, to to your point, it didn't make sense. Right, it, it didn't. I mean, look, uh, that that refinery could have continued running. Okay, it, a lot of people think the refinery blew up. No. No. One unit. One unit blew up. So, you know, the the, the thing that was definitely uh, disheartening 
through that whole process, right? Um, you know, we're fighting tooth and nail. You know, the building trades, John Doherty, you know, leading the charge. We a couple couple trips down to the White House, and I mean, we're we're fighting for our our, our lives here. You know, our families' lives, trying to keep food on their tables. You know, um, but the thing that was definitely disheartening is uh, seeing uh, what I thought were friends of ours in the political world. Right, you know, uh, silent. Silent and you know, calling for the closure of the refinery. That was uh, well, you know, you know, and when you say tough. that, right, it was tough. And 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 you know, I know, I know we're we, we, we want to get, go to a break or finish your thought. Yeah. Well, what, what was tough about it was a, it didn't make sense. Like Jimmy said, there was thirty three units. Yeah. Thirty two of them were operating. One was down. Okay. Uh, and and let's be real. They sold it. For twenty-five million dollars less than the, the second bidder, so 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 the the second highest bid, it went to the lowest bidder, the lowest bidder. Then they took it down another third. Right. So it was a big environmental type situation. Now we're giving up our our you know we, you know we, we finally control our own uh, our destiny when it comes to energy, and we're half giving it up. I mean, there's so much to talk about on that. We'll get to all of it and continue the dialogue on the other side of the break. Uh, Jim Snell, Jim Gallagher, Pete Klein with us as we come to Steamfitters Local 420. This is The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, Iron Workers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ District 1201. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll veto it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And we're back here live on a Saturday night here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Our number one, Jay Doc, of the Labor Show. Good conversation uh, already in play and a lot more to cover. Uh, absolutely. We're talking about energy. And we were talking about the PES refinery and how much that didn't make sense. And and just so our, you know, we talked about it with the, with the boilermakers and John Bland and, and the whole crew last week. Um, but it, not only didn't it make sense, this isn't, a, a, you know, a bunch of union guys trying to just hoard our work. It didn't make sense from an environmental standpoint. It didn't make an, a, a sense from an economical standpoint, from a job standpoint. It, it just didn't make sense. And now we're... Now we're, you know, we're, we're resorting uh, again to going overseas and having our, our, our energy pumped in. Jim Snell, um, also there was a lot of people you mentioned in the last segment um, that, that turned their back on us. Let's elaborate a little bit, or at least we're silent during this process. Uh, yeah, Joe, um, you know, we're not going to mention names, but I, I have the list right here in my head. Okay? You, and, you and, and about 20 other sure, labor leaders. Right? Sure, but the thing, you know, the thing that is so bothersome, right, uh, uh, many of those groups that were trying to keep that refinery shut down and, and succeeded. Succeeded. They're, they're now, they're now turning their attention and, and have turned their attention over the last many uh, months over to the pipelines, the Mariner East pipelines, uh, trying to get them shut down, okay, which is just – just uh it, it's unfathomable right a lot of the times these people these uh these crazies that yeah. i call I'll, yeah. I'll be honest they're 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 yeah. crazies right. um what i don't understand you know these are these are uh jobs that that are going to put thousands of people to work for a long time 
downstream once these pipelines are installed okay at that marcus hook facility i mean here we are during these covid times you know 40 million people out of work right people suffering and and this group certain politicians they want to see this pipeline be shut down they're job killers these people is the way i look at yeah, it yeah but you know what's what's not what's confusing about it is it's not for a good reason we're not people, even with the PES refinery, you guys as, as labor leaders care about the environment. This isn't, let's get, you know, let's, it, in spite of the environment, we just want to put our men to work. It doesn't make sense. Joe, Joe be honest with you, I'm probably one of a, just a few in my local union who does not hunt or, or fish. I mean, yeah, we, we love the environment. We, sure. We're all about the environment. If we're not hunting or fishing, we're out playing with our kids, playing football, playing baseball, having to catch with the kids. Sure. I mean, we're all about it, okay? There's a way to, to do this work in, in a safe environment, okay? Um, what we have come to find out with this uh, crazy group, uh, you know, no matter how much you make sense, they just they don't want to be bothered. I mean, and to be quite honest with you, Joe, many of them are just flat out hypocrites. They, right? They don't they don't really know. They they don't have the fact. We talked about the so called green energy, right? Yeah. And we talked about it last week. Yeah. I mean, look the solar panels. What happens to them? You know, when 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 you're done with them, they're, they're, that isn't clean energy. No, absolutely. What, what happens with the windmills when there's no wind? Right. Well, you know, I mean, all those Jim, like Jimmy's saying about the the pipelines. Natural gas is proven to be so much cleaner. The footprint. To give you an example, down Kimberly Clark, they had a coal fire powerhouse that has since been knocked down. They went to a cogeneration facility, which is uh, fueled by natural gas. That employed over a hundred tradesmen to build. They're still down there working. They stayed in this area. They converted to natural gas. Natural gas is a bridge to clean energy. It really is, and it employs thousands of people. And this is our point to a lot of the environmentalists. This is a bridge, and it, the employment situation, just down at Marcus Hook, for example, energy transfer, when that facility closed in 2011, everybody was beside themselves. You see people depressed. I mean, grown men and women losing their jobs. How am I going to feed my family? What am I going to do? And this idea came in for petrochemical natural gas. And it just took off. Then you saw happiness in everybody's face because you saw a community wiped out. It's right. close to where I live, not far from that community. And you saw a rise in drug problems, sure. alcohol, family abuse, because people are depressed, wondering where their income's coming from. Crime goes up. Now, all of a sudden, all these jobs come. There was 2,200 construction people on that site when it was being built. They want to continue to do more projects like that. This is our point. Natural gas, so much cleaner. The foot, carbon footprint, uh, just Kimberly Clark alone, is 75% cleaner right now by just going to natural gas, going away with the coal. So it's very clean and it's proven clean. And it's a, like I said, it's a bridge in the right area to, for a and, clean and environment. We understand which way the world is headed, okay? We, we, we get that, the renewable world. Whenever that's going to happen, 2030, 2040, between now and then, like Jim said, natural gas is the bridge to get us to that point. And, and look, we know, I mean, you know, coal was, was, is dirty, was dirty, right? Just 
by going to natural gas, switching over to natural gas. The emissions in this state is so much cleaner now. It's, it, it's you know, and a lot of people don't even understand that. And, you know, to Jim's point of uh, what happened down in, in the town of Marcus Hook, all those mom and pop shops, the pizza shops, the diners, I mean, it just shut down when that refinery shut down a few years ago. But then to see them all come back to life, tax revenue was another big one, right, for the school districts in that area, right? Sure. And, and these job killers, these crazies. You know, Some of them, by the way, don't even live anywhere near the location. Oh, no. no. They're being bussed in. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's ridiculous um, because you, you're talking about losing the tax dollars, right? Where are they when, 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 we're, when we're talking about, uh, you know, a, a deficit in our, in our tax dollars and, and programs that can't be funded? Uh, we're, we're now shipping in, uh, you know, fossil fuels from, from overseas, Pete. And just speaking on a safety aspect, um, there is no safer way to transport a liquid or a gas than through a pipeline. No safer way. Manhattan Institute, a liberal think tank, has done studies on it, and that's their conclusion, right? It, it, it's not a reinvention of the wheel. The weldment that our members make, right, is stronger than the actual pipe wall when they're finished. So it, it's, it's the safest way to transport liquids and gases. Pete, I mean, uh, Jim Snell, who's behind this? Who do, who do you think is behind this? I mean, to well, me, look, I, I mean, look, let's. I mean, I don't. I don't mean just in my opinion, environmentalists mm-hmm. that 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 are that are not being presented or not presenting all the facts, and 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 you know, they're you know they're just you know out there not not pushing the whole story. But I'm talking about behind them. There's got to be billionaires that want to that want to fund these windmills and stuff like that that when there's no wind and it's the middle of the summer there's of, no air conditioning i just happened to mention to someone recently this week as a matter of fact speaking of windmills that uh the Koch brothers are are heavily invested in the business in the, in the windmill business. what a coincidence a lot of people don't realize that you know when they coke brother you you know you think oil right right but, but you know look like like i said earlier we see you know come on we see which way the world's going okay we get it and listen we're not against renewable. If there's pipe involved, we're, hey, we're okay with it. We're going to install that pipe. The hydrogen plays a big part in the renewable world, all right? We're, we're good with that. But between now and whenever that day comes, 20, 30 years from now, natural gas is the bridge. And listen, to be honest with you, I want to, I want to know. Our governor understands it. He gets it. And thank God for him being at the forefront, you know, uh, keeping these pipelines alive. Now, there's a lot of people in his own party that have uh, really given him a hard time, really really been nasty towards him. He's a businessman. He gets it. He sees what's downstream. Thousands of jobs, revenue, tax revenue. Okay. I mean, and and let's also talk about, uh, you know, how many products – you talk about fossil fuels and crude uh, (laughs) – 6,000 products – so I'll tell a quick, uh, tell a quick story. Uh, a couple, couple of the politicians out in the Chester County area, some of our, uh, uh, I, I lo- use this term loosely, or some of our friends, huh. I got talking to one or two of them, and, uh, you know, and they, and they had some kids, and we just got talking about uh, the COVID situation of late, and I said, uh, you know, like, if, you're like, if you're like my wife, you probably have that hand sanitizer in every room in the house, making sure your kids are wiping their hands. And if you were lucky to get Lysol, you're probably spraying that all over the place. Uh, and these couple of these politicians said to me, oh, yes, yes, I have kids. Oh, yeah, make sure their hands are washed and the sanitizer. And 
Lysol. I mean, it's, you know, it's COVID times, right? I said, uh, you have any idea what that is actually made out of? And, and naturally, they, they don't. I said, you look at this, at this uh, hand sanitizer. There's an ingredient, isopropyl alcohol. It's a derivative of propane, which comes from the fossil fuel family. Lysol. Take a look at the bottom. About 50, 60 percent of what Lysol is made out of is ethane. Okay, fossil fuel. So they just kind of look at me when I explain that. Because they really don't know. They don't know, and that's just you know they're using that on their children. Okay, so yeah, I mean, and no question about it. And 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 you know when 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 we had our conversation, we've been talking about this, Joe Krause. I mean, we were in in it. uh, You know, talking. We there's so many shows on on the PES refinery. Um, just when we become self-sufficient, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it, it just doesn't make sense. Um, Jim Gallagher, let's talk about the men and the women, uh, you know, you know, who the members of this local are, what are they saying? In other words, you know, I, I, our labor leaders are fighting tooth and nail. And in some cases, Jimmy Snell, you got to just be shaking your head. Like we all were with PES. What are, what are the members? What are their sentiments? Well, it's- it's just so disheartening to them. I mean, the, the refinery was roughly about 25% of what we call our man hours. You're, you know, from yeah, your man course. hours. So when you, on the average, just any given day, we would have 100 members working in PES just doing maintenance. Sure. That's just our local youth. And when we have what they call turnaround shutdowns, you would go up to three, 400 fitters for these six weeks out, sure. make, make some overtime. And when you lose that, now you got to try and find a spot where you're going to make them hours up. Sure. So you have a new company coming in, buying a facility. So you're hoping what type of man hours can we get out of that now? Sure. Because to make up 300,000 man hours a year is really hard to do when you're just building warehouses. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, now, that's why uh, when you fight for the refinery down at Marcus Hook, well, it's a petrochemical plant now. It used to be a refinery. That's so important. Now, jobs have slowed down there because of all the shutdowns on the pipeline and some of the jobs that were supposed to start a year and a half ago. It's frustrating when, as an agent when you're telling a member, yeah, this job's going to start at such and such a date. Then you get hit with this yeah. deadline. Stop. Six months later. It's, it's like right. you don't have an answer for them. Right. They're desperate for a job. You think you're putting them to work, so you feel horrible as a leader when you're told something and then right. you get hit with something that you're unprepared for, unaware of, and it's just it's just so disheartening. Right. Especially, to the when, members especially and, when it doesn't and make the leaders. Sense. Right. And when it doesn't make sense. This is the Labor Show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, a one-hour special from the Steamfitters Local Union 420 um, facility. We're glad to be here live on a Saturday night. J-Doc, hour number one of two. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of the Labor Show are sponsored by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steamfitters Local 420. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. And back here live on Saturday night, 
It's the Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, hour number one of two. Uh, J-Doc quickly becoming our best hour of the two hours now that we're we're going out, or now that we're going every week, uh, two hours instead of one. Uh, Nice to be here tonight, and uh, a good hour lined up in hour number two as well. Absolutely, and and, you know, I I do want to thank Jim Snow and Jim Gallagher and Pete Klein for the hospitality. We are live here at uh, Steamfitters local 420 and so we really appreciate it and and uh, and you showed up early for the broadcast today which is an unusual i did he knew we were giving away food, right yeah exactly. jimmy we told me pizza, about the right? pizza it's very unusual for j doc to be out to be set up and ready to go an hour before we hold on. on we, we could do a shout out Who, what what pizza do we look i gotta admit i'm a pika's guy i'm delaware county guy pika's all day long okay, okay. but a, a close second Santucci's right down the street. Right. They do a great so job. So I knew we were having pizza, Krause, and I also know my wife is 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 at an affair right now, so she's not listening. Um, and so I can say it. That pizza was good. I get here early any day. Plus, I didn't want you to eat it all for me. You yeah. know what I mean? Having said that, um, you know we're we're going to talk about the apprentice program, and it, like we we, we uh, we're going to elaborate further on it because it's an amazing apprentice program, and also these job issues are putting. Like you said, Jim, uh, Jim Gallagher, um, it's it, you know the, 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 these issues with the with the with the pipeline and 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 the, and the refinery puts apprentices out of work also. Oh, absolutely, um, and we roughly I think Pete we have like uh, 50, 50 some apprentices. Yeah, out. 50, 52 currently. Yeah. So normally, I mean, when you have you know all the work behind the refineries, you have a you know a lot of apprentices you need down there and. They take in their, uh, extra apprentices down there for us for even fire watch training. They, so uh, the customer was always great letting bring extra By the way, when in. I was an iron worker, that was my specialty, <laughs> the fire watch. I was better than anybody. <laughs> but that's not important right now. Um, but, no, I get it. And, and, and um, Pete, this is, you, you know, your area of expertise. And um, I want to elaborate further into the apprentice program because, and, Jimmy, uh, you know, we talked also, Jimmy Snell, about our apprentice programs being the heart's blood. It's where people learn their unionism, okay? It's where they understand that they didn't, they weren't born on third base, and people lived, died, and blood, sweat, and tears to get where we're at. And this was built over years and years. Um, Pete, let's elaborate further on the value of an apprentice the, the, uh, program and what you know the course loads like what did it, what did they learn at these uh, at, at, at the classes because it's really diverse and sure. it's a, how many year program is it it's a five-year program yeah wow. both our programs both the mes and the building trades are five-year programs but uh, apprenticeships have been around for four thousand years there's proof right there that it works it's time believe tested. me kraus went to the first one so <laughs> time I'm tested sure that. and we we go you know we'll hit high schools we'll hit uh votex we hit uh small community colleges on recruitment this is pre-covid now uh where we'd go in person and and, and talk and one of the biggest selling points that we would use was um one of our mes students um spoke to our mes uh director says this apprenticeship my choice of getting in this apprenticeship is it, it's the half a million dollar question do I want to potentially go in debt close to $250,000 over five years, give or take, for that degree? Or do I want to make $250,000 in an apprenticeship and have a trade for the rest of my life? Right Now that we got accredited, he says, now I have an associate's degree. Now I'm going to pay for two years of college um, to get my bachelor's. He says, I'm way ahead. 
and it was a non. I just, I just really it, feel like incredible. I just really feel that people outside of the union community don't fully understand the depth or the value yeah, you're, you're, of, of, of that statement. Right, well, make Until, them understand this, though, Jimmy Snow. I, who pays for this? Well, that's what I was yeah. just going to say. Right. It, it's it's the men and women of Steamfitters Local 420, yeah. okay? Yeah. It's not a government subsidy. It's not a government subsidy, not at all, right? It's the men and women who contribute into a fund that pays for these uh, apprentices to, to go through a five-year apprenticeship, okay? I mean, that's the thing, right? They, they're getting a free education, all right, and then they're walking out of there, you know, uh, with and, a degree. And, and accredited, Pete, meaning yes. that at the end of five years, you're degreed. Well, you, we do not teach the five soft courses okay. necessary for that associate's degree. Right. We chose another path. DC 21 led the, led the way on this accreditation with the Council on Occupational Education. Local 98 came in on it. We came in on it. Mm -hmm. They took another path than us. We collaborated with our united association they used our curriculum and tied in with a school in uh michigan central michigan and right outside ann arbor washington community college where it's five soft courses in order to earn your degree with our curriculum under your belt as a graduate and then that's passed on even if you graduated from our apprenticeship you know, 25 years ago, what is, you can still get Let's that talk degree. about the curriculum. Let's talk about, you know, what people, what, you know, what, the, what, what, what your apprentices learn, man, because it's heavy. Yeah, what they learn, it's, it's, in the beginning, it's basic construction math, um, you know, fractions, a lot of fractions, multiplication, division of fractions. Um, then we get into the heavy trigonometry. Um, when you're looking at a pipeline, if you walk into any building, there's a lot of angles there. You know, not all of them are a 90 or a 45 degree angle where it's, it's relatively simple. We get into a lot of odd angle stuff, which is, you know, high level trigonometry. So when we're re, um, testing and interviewing kids, we look at their high school transcripts and um, we know that if, if they have a good mathematics background, they have a good physics background, um, they'll, they'll do well in our program. Those who don't have that background coming to us, Might they're, they're not, they're not going to do well. Yeah, they're not going to not going to do well at it at all but it, it is a, a heavy dose of math a heavy dose of science and understand something joe i mean it like pete said it not everybody it's not for everybody right we owe it to our contractors sure and our end users oh, yeah. like children's hospital university of penn Limerick. they're paying a lot of money oh, they're yeah. paying a lot of money for our services yeah. so you know we want to give them the best possible apprentice that we can give them and you know one thing Pete's not going to tell you, and I'm going to I'm going to let everybody know, he he is the one. Pete Klein is the one who brought the accreditation to this facility. We were the first UA local United Association, right? Consists of under that umbrella, steam fitters, uh, sprinkler fitters, and plumbers. We were the first UA local that had an accredited accredited apprenticeship. Uh, Pete, I mean that says it all. And 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 one of the things that this adds up to and i love it is when when this is what what our union community does so picture this you have a job uh somebody gets sick you can then call the union hall because you know everybody goes through the five-year program and get a qualified steam fitter absolutely just as qualified as the great you know worker that you just had that may you know, be out for a couple of weeks. You, you, it, it, I mean, that's got to be a big, big 
true. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, you know, you can get a phone call. You need a, you need an orbital welder. Odds are we got one for you. You know, you can go to a, bre- a brewery. He's got welding to do there. Might get a call for somebody. We need somebody to do uh, uh, run a med gas system, you know, uh, in, in, down uh, Children's Hospital. We can we can give you what you're what the contractor's asking for. Yeah, and and their education doesn't stop after five years, right? We have continuing education here for our journeymen, where they come in and they get CAD design, where they can be that man in the field sketching up a project, and then going back putting on a CAD program. We have industrial instrumentation at night. We have numerous welding certifications, over 100 different welding certifications that our members can attain. Um, We have planning, scheduling, uh, those type of classes. So when an employer calls, they're getting an incredibly skilled craftsman. Absolutely. They better. Um, And and they do. Yeah. And they do. I I mean, in simple terms, I don't know any other companies that give you a five-year education program when they hire you and, and make you that much better and th- that much more educated and that much more qualified in five years. I don't yeah, know. And, I, and, I, I, I don't know. I can't name one. And like yeah. Jimmy Snell said, um, you know, it's completely paid for by the membership here. So in other words, you're getting an education. Uh, you're making money while you're getting that education. And you're getting a degree in the process. Those uh, our members out in the field, uh, they take great pride in keeping this training facility the top-notch facility that it is. Yeah. And, and, and it really doesn't matter, you know, what you ask them to pay into that training fund. I mean, to be quite honest with you, they have uh, such high regard for our instructors and that program. They want to see that thing continue to be the tops in the U.A., and, 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 and Jim, and I'll ask Jim Gallagher, uh, this has to be our, our and I say our because of our, this is our advantage over non-union. You know, it, it, a non-union company might have a crackerjack or two. They lose that one or two guys. Now, you, you know, you, you don't have the, the uh, wealth of, of, of talent or education um, you know, on, a, on a non-union job that's even close to a union job. And, and I'll champion that, you know, eight days a week. Absolutely. If you're, if you're, a company looking to come in to say the Philadelphia area you're looking for a workforce well the the building trade itself you have all this talent that's already all skilled trained so as an end user as Jimmy was saying you have to go I can get a workforce like that there's there's they're trained they got a five-year apprenticeship they're cracker jacks at each craft that they do in our case obviously steam fitters we're proud of that so that is second to none because when you're trying to recruit off the street, you have no idea. What, well, what did you do before? You're oh, interviewing yeah. all these people. Absolutely. And you hear about that the tax or the government wants to give money to start apprenticeship programs. Crazy. We already have them. And it doesn't cost the taxpayer anything. The membership is paying out of their own pocket. I think it's absolutely like it. it is. I mean, I think it stops you in your tracks when you when you if you stop to think about it. It's just an amazing thing that I don't think the public gets. No, I don't think and, they understand it. And the thing it. that's kind of neat is uh, within this country there are sixteen accredited uh, apprentice training programs, and uh, it was four. Uh, and now I'm being told a few days ago it's five. Five of those sixteen are, are in the city of Philadelphia. Right, I believe it, and, and it's pretty cool. To us, local ninety-eight, mm-hmm. DC twenty-one, 
uh, insulators. Uh, insulators, and now from what I understand, she met a local nineteen. She met a local nineteen. Congratulations! So I mean yeah. that that's that's a that's a cool thing. You can, know? can I say one thing? And Pete can attest to this. I mean, a lot of the applicants over the last five years, a lot are college graduates. Yeah, we, we get we're getting a lot of college graduates. I, that tells you something. You yeah. went to college, and and then you want to get your apprenticeship. But a lot of them, and, and by the way, um, you know that's always been the American dream, and 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 rightfully so. But not everybody. Uh, there's been TED talks on this. Not everybody has the aptitude, or you know, That's they right. they teach colleges often. They teach a uh, you know college professors sort of uh, curriculum, and not everybody learns that way. Some yeah. or some people are artistic, and others yep. you know are, are more apt to, to the trade. So yeah. that's what Pete, it's about. you lost me when you said math. Yeah, <laughs> trigonometry. That was yeah. Trig uh, J Doc was gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was a wait, did they did they teach trig at Roman? He's a Roman uh, guy. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I had to get that in there. They tri- they <laughs> you know what? On that no, on that note, J Doc, hold it. We got to get to the break. On that note, we'll let that stick. Uh, this is the Labor Show with J Doc and Krause. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of the Labor Show are sponsored by IATSE Local Eight, District Eleven Ninety Nine C, and News Guild Ten. On the Labor Show here on a Saturday night, our final segment. We're broadcasting with the Steamfitters Local Union 420 as we come to you uh, hour number one of two, and we'll set the stage before uh, we get into the final segment, J-Doc. Uh, the trophy uh, still in front of you yeah. uh, and still far enough, close enough, oh, yeah. but far enough for yeah, you that you is. can't reach it. Uh, yeah. Get into the When segment, I heard them please. talking about that apprentice school stuff and the trigonometry, I know they're also making you run from home plate to second base. <laughs> they got minor leaguers that, that can't make the, the, the steam fitters team. But that's, another, that's not important right now. Having said that, um, <laughs> just kidding, people. Um, having said that, though, Jimmy, um, y- your contractors are a big part of it. Without contractors, we don't have, you know, there's no. Yeah, 100 per, 100%, Joe. Um, my predecessor, Anthony Gallagher, instilled in our membership, you know, six, seven years ago that, you know, it, it's not an us versus them. Not at all. It, this is a partnership, okay? And we make this simple analogy. We, we want our contractors, we want our owners to, you know, have shore houses and drive, drive their, their fancy cars. Because it's simple. The way we, we view it, if they're doing good, we're doing good. Okay, you know, I mean, we, we kind of joke around when we use that analogy, but th- it's really what it comes down to. And we really do have a great relationship. I feel we do. Um, and I believe I believe they do also. I mean, look, it's like any relationship. You know, you get your bumps here. It's give and take. But, but guess what? Yeah. They're union contractors. 100%. And we appreciate And them. here's something that, you know, uh, you know, when you're out in the field, you really don't you don't think of this. But being in these positions, we see it quite often. Our contractors, and, and many of them are graduates of the apprenticeship, by the way. Sure. They're 420 members. I mean, they are putting their necks out on the line. I mean, they really are, okay? And, and it's hard when, when a customer isn't paying them. 90 days go by, 120 days. I mean, you know, that's hard, okay? And, and the, the actual member doesn't really see that. He doesn't know that, okay? We know it. I mean, I know a couple of contractors that have remortgaged their homes, okay, just so they can pay the benefits here. And by the okay? way, non-union contractors often don't have to do that. The commitment to union, that's that's the commitment yeah. they make, and, 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 and it's so well said. Guys, want to want to talk a little bit real quickly about, uh, you know, the charitable endeavors that you guys will never talk about because, you know, it's not what we do in labor. But um, you guys support 
it's a, you know, a, 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 a charitable endeavor. It, it's veterans and piping. Talk about that. Oh gosh, sure. Yeah, I believe I, I believe we have around around ten uh, facilities throughout the country. There's there's nine right now. Nine right now working on more. Okay, uh, it's for our veterans. All right, on on these various uh, uh, bases. Okay, if they want to have a a uh, uh, if they want to become a UA member, they can go into these uh, VIP veteran and piping programs on these certain bases throughout the country. They're twelve week. Uh, accelerated programs, okay? And once they pass uh, or finish that 12-week that uh, tour, um, they can pick uh, which local union they would like to, to come into. Sure. Okay. One so, important thing is that Jimmy might have forgot to say is, again, that's paid by the membership. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, but, I mean, it's just yeah. our way. It's Amazing. the UA's way of giving back, you know? Everything that a, that a, uh, a military uh, man or woman does, you know, that's the least we can do to help them. Pete, got to. Well, okay. and locally, we have we we have helmets to hard hats locally, yeah. which we have a real good relationship with them as well. They send kids our way, um, and we're, you know, in, in an interview, you have a, a guy in front of you that just got out of the military, um, has the credentials to get in. Um, it, it's the least we can do to try to help that man start his career. Well, I want to, I want to, I want to close the way I opened, and I want to say the way I, the way I did with Anthony Gallagher when I met him, Oop. and I'll say this: you know who I'm talking about, um, Jim Snell's <laughs> predecessor, your little brother. Um, no, but the future of labor is in great hands with Jim Snell. Uh, who's the business manager here at Local 420. Your predecessor, uh, my good friend Anthony Gallagher, of course, Jim Gallagher and, and Pete Klein. Let me tell you something, guys. Uh, I thank you so much for what you do. You're a great representation. I know John Doherty. I was just going to say, Joe, I mean, you know, here I'm the young guy, you know, in, in that whole uh, uh, group of business managers. And to, I mean, to be able to sit in a room and just sit back and, and watch and learn from people like John Doherty, okay, sure. the Wayne Millers of the world, you know, uh, Joe Ashdale. I mean, I'm a Sam State. Sam State. I mean, the list goes on. I mean, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fortunate guy. I really am. And, you know, speaking of being fortunate, just the fact that I'm able to represent, you know, these men and women in my local union, you know, who, who they make my job easy. They really do. Okay. Sure. And, and the instructors and, and, and the agents. And, and that's the truth. You know, our members get it. Right. They're, they're very professional. They know they got to get up in the morning, go to work. They give the contractor a good eight hours. They're eight for eight, baby. Eight for eight, right? And and they're in it to make money for themselves and provide for their families and provide for the con you know, money, make money for the contractor and make money for this local union. And you know, they, when they do that, they make my life a whole lot easier, and I appreciate it. Absolutely, great stuff, great show, good one hour. Hope everybody got a good taste or a good sample. Uh, of what it means to be a member of the Steamfitters Local Union uh, 420. Pete, well done uh, by you. Great program uh, that you. you're doing there. Uh, appreciate it uh, very, very much, Jimmy. Nice uh, job by you uh, as you continue to fight uh, the fight. And Jimmy Snell, well done um, by you. Thanks for hosting us here. J-Doc, uh, I'm sorry you'll never get to that elusive trophy, <laughs> uh, but I am glad that uh, it, it might was be here. missing, though. You better, <laughs> and and listen, one other quick thing before we go. A, a, a belated congratulations to you too on Thank your new you. format okay Thank this you. is uh it's a big deal and you know well, labor, labor has a platform not just for one hour anymore now two hours it's a big deal jimmy we appreciate yeah. that all right great stuff thanks everybody for tuning in to the labor show uh with king of the hill jay doc <laughs> i'm joe Krause. we'll see you on the other side of seven
portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communication Workers of America, and AFSME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio We're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Hour number two of the Labor Show with Jadok and Krause as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Still broadcasting to you live tonight, uh, Jadok, from Steamfitters Local Union 420. What a great opening live oh, yeah. hour of radio. And you know what's fascinating to me, Jadok, and, 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 and maybe from your perspective, um, sometimes you miss miss out on how amazing it is because you're part of the union community and you've been part sure. of not getting the softball trophy. No, yeah, right. You've man. been part of all well, of we that. Got, so it's an it's a community and there's 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 a lot of pride in it, but a lot of brotherhood and I just a lot think, of great friendships. Jay, look, I, and I just think it's amazing. I don't understand why every single individual working today sure every work member of the workforce today would not want to be a member it's of the a union. brotherhood and a sisterhood and and um you know being a part of a labor union especially when you go when you go through a five-year apprentice program four-year apprentice program whatever um you you learn so much about um and yeah, about being a part of a union you learn all those not only the education that you need out on the job the skills but also um what it's all about and so I, I say this a lot. Uh, you look at a lot of union members, and I guarantee uh, we were talking about it with the guys the other day when we were prepping. I mean, they're so loyal to their union. It's such a part of who they are, a lot of families and all that. And um, But a lot, of, a lot of people guaranteed have local 420 tattoos on, on their arms, on their backs. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's who they are, but it's also a great career. It's a, it, it's, it's a great living um, and it's a great skill, and, the, and, and, and that's what it's all about. So uh, number, definitely a great show. Hour number two, J-Doc's going to be a great show for different reasons. Uh, we've got two fantastic guests that are going to join us uh, coming up in segment two and three. We'll spend some good quality time uh, with Wendell Young. He'll join well, us. Well, Wendell's got this part three in his, in his four-show series that we're doing pre-election. And so anybody that knows Wendell knows, you know, there's another guy who's, you know, uh, born, bred, in, in, in the union community, uh, you know, his father's a legendary labor leader. Uh, Wendell's a great leader himself. Uh, thousands and thousands of members um, cares about, you know, his members and, and, and cares about working standards and workers' rights and all those things. And then uh, Lisa Marie Dealey, who is uh, one of our uh, Philadelphia City Commissioners, uh, they deal with the voting and all that. And so she's. this is a busy time for her. We're going to get some great information um, from Lisa, uh, you know, certainly uh, towards the end of the, the, the uh, show, and, and uh, we're really appreciative that she's going to be on. So uh, we got an hour two is going to be great. Yeah, really, really good show. A couple of minutes until we get to our first commercial break. I do 
want to uh, take a moment to shout out to Jim Stevenson of Chapman Ford uh, on the boulevard. Uh, J-Doc, he, he, he truly is. And, and, and I know sometimes it sounds as though when I make the statement, um, I don't want to say that it doesn't sound genuine, but it almost maybe sounds hard to believe. But Jimmy's he, a great guy. He really is. Um, the only man in Philadelphia that has unconditionally supported uh, the union community, J-Doc, for now going into year number 35. And what I mean by unconditional support of the union community, every, every, every fundraiser, uh, every all-star labor classic, every golf tournament, every event, uh, the sure. boxing event uh, that we did last year down at Sheet Metal Workers' um, a hall. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jim Stevenson at Chapman Ford. Sure. There, there again, always. Absolutely. Jimmy's a great guy. And by the way, I've gotten calls. I think uh, Lou Ager called me up last week wanting Jimmy's number. So, you know, uh, Lou does the union. Yes, you know what it is. He's a great labor leader and uh, great attorney, in fact. And uh, and so, yeah, Jimmy does a great job. Also, our great friend and, spon and sponsor, Sam Pond. We would not have a labor show if it was not for Sam Pond. And, and Sam, um, like Jimmy Stevenson, uh, cares more about labor, uh, you know, labor union members. Uh, and he does it from an injured worker standpoint, but he cares. Of, uh, you can't get off the phone with Sam Palm without him talking about collective bargaining and, how, and workers' rights and how passionate is, he is about labor and the unions and the union members. So we're really fortunate uh, to have Sam as well. Yeah, I want to, I want to do one more shout-out to uh, – uh, actually, two more shout-outs uh, in terms of covering um, some great partners that have been uh, with us. Um, and then I want to ask you to talk a little bit about the Labor Cares Program. Sure. Um, first, I want to um, – Welcome and thank again Teladoc, who uh, has uh, joined us again for this venture, now uh, supporting us in our move uh, to two hours. Of course. Um, and then, J-Doc, I live for the moment. For the moment, we get to go back. We get to go back to the Senesta Hotel for our Labor Leader Roundtable. Sure, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that they come back uh, soon because of COVID-19. We haven't sure. been able to do that. But, I but think they do. I mean, my but God. But I, I think we're on the doorstep of getting back to the Sinesta, uh, and I look forward to I being mean, able to I mean, they treat that. us great. It's, it's, listen, I mean, you know, great dinner, you know, we, 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 right before the broadcast, uh, Union Hotel. So they do a phenomenal job. They do it the right way. Uh, they got a great staff, and they treat us so incredibly well. And you get to go into those suites, and we have an opportunity to broadcast our show. Man, I, every labor leader who comes on the program who leaves there, I mean, and they, they, you know, they're like, wow, do you do this every every week? I'm yeah, like, right. I can wish we, come we back? Didn't. Can we come back next time? Oh, yeah, but it's it's fantastic. We surely miss them. And like you said, Teladoc, you know, can't, I mean, especially now with COVID-19, telemedicine is such a big deal. Um you know, who would have ever thought it? Um, and not, not, I, I knew it was a big deal, but I'm just saying this is why we would need it, but we need it now more than ever. Yeah, no doubt about that. So a shout out to uh, Teladoc as well for being uh, with us. Let's get into the heart of the program. I know Wendell Young's coming up on the other side of the break. We have two minutes until we get, two and a half until we get to the uh, commercial uh, break, J-Doc. And I want you to talk about the Labor Cares program because well, you hear the different labor leaders talking heard about Jimmy it. Snell. 
You define it. Yeah, the labor cares is uh, we're putting it together right now. It's our injured workers advocacy program, 501c3. And uh, we have an addiction prevention program, the point of injury program that takes care of injured workers. Um, and this is going to be, we're, we're putting together a, 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 a labor cares addiction helpline for anybody who is in need, who wants help. Um, there's a lot of resources in labor, um, but also, uh, you know, other resources that we're going to be able to connect them to. Um, you know, we want to help save lives. Uh, it's going to be an intake and information center and, and a place where someone, and, and, and our motto is from our family to yours. So um, if you're not in the labor union and we, you know, we're not, you know, we're, it hasn't been launched yet, but we're working real hard at it right now. We're so committed to it. And Krause, I know you are. Um, and so it's going to be a, a, an addiction helpline. You're going to hear all the labor leaders talk about labor cares. Well, that's what it's about. And we can't wait to, uh, you know, have our our family help yours. Anybody who's in need, we want to be there for you. Yeah, no doubt about that. Great job. Well done. Uh, it was great to hear John Doherty last week talk about uh, labor cares. Uh, we had him for the full hour. Oh, John, he was amazing. Uh, yeah, he was an amazing, great, uh, great job by Doc uh, as well. Okay, here's what we're going to do, and we thank everybody for tuning in uh, with us live on uh, Saturday night. We're live every Saturday night. We're going to be here uh, come hell or high water from 6 p.m. Uh, to 8 p.m. unless the station bumps us, of course, and then we end up somewhere else. Right. Not at, not at the not at Big the, Ken's playing football uh, right. again. We, we, Damn we, Penn State yeah, in, exactly. in the Eagles. Yeah, we, might we got get, a lot of nerve. We might get a lot of nerve. We'll get to a commercial break on the other side. Wendell Young joins us back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, Iron Workers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ District 1201. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And we're back here live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, uh, hour number two of the two-hour live show. We're live and local every week, every Saturday night, J-Doc. We begin the two-hour show now at 6 p.m. every Saturday night, and we will continue uh, to be the voice, to be the platform, and to push the narrative uh, from a union perspective and a great, um, great uh first hour today being at Steamfitters Local Union 420. Um, what an awesome first hour it was. And it oh, was yeah. nice to be here. We were social distanced uh, inside the boardroom, but we were able to collectively all come to one room and, and put together uh, a great broadcast. It wasn't like the Sinesta, um, but it was a good close second. Uh, and Jimmy and everybody was fantastic. And some great pizza too, man. Yeah, 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 no doubt about um, it. Having said that, um, Ecstatic to have uh, Wendell Young, the fourth president of UFCW 1776, for his part uh, three in a, in a, in a, uh, a part four series of, of pre-election shows. Uh, everybody knows Wendell's a very vocal uh, member of our labor community, a very impactful member, and we got a lot to talk about. Wendell, how are you, sir? Hey, good. How you doing, guys? Thanks for having me on again. Well, it's 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 great to have you, and um, you know, a lot going on, uh, and and uh, certainly. Harrisburg is, is uh, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot going on there as well. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we have on our, on our, on our table is something called Har- Harrisburg Matters. 
um, you know, our state reps and our state senators vote on key issues uh, uh, that, uh, that affect our, you know, Pennsylvania workers every day. You want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Well, you know, as you know, uh, there was some uh, federal legislation passed earlier this year to provide COVID-19 relief funds. And, and of course, that money, um, the, the Trump administration had a large hand in deciding how to dole that out and what parameters would be put on it, which made it really difficult for uh, the states like Pennsylvania to do so. So, you know, there's been action in Harrisburg over the last month or so to um, to dole some of that money out. Uh, some of it's come in the form of some hero pay or hazard pay, as some people are calling it, that went to some uh, low-wage workers. You know, the problem is that uh, the Trump administration, um, the, the Republicans in Congress just wouldn't go for enough money. So there was very little uh, made available to states, including Pennsylvania, and it, it meant that you had uh, many, many, many times, hundreds of times more people uh, and when I say people, I really mean employers applying for it than there was money available. So it was uh, uh, too few for the many that needed it. Um, so while, you know, the president and McConnell and others were able to, you know, uh, claim a, a victory lap earlier in the summer and talk about how they pr- uh, produced relief funds, it, it actually touched very few people. So there's, there's more activity in our state legislature. Unfortunately, um, it is controlled by Republicans who aren't as eager to solve uh, for the folks that really are in need right now. And those are our essential workers, our frontline workers, and people who have been displaced from, by, by this whole thing. And, and as you know, the expanded unemployment benefits um, ended when, um, when the uh, uh, federal um, um, Congress uh, failed to, to reach a, uh, an extension uh, so uh, the end of July, those benefits ended, and it's left that the states were already cash-strapped, and, and you know, because of COVID-19, now, let's face it, when a lot of people weren't working, still many aren't, uh, that's less income tax coming in, and it's been a real problem for Pennsylvania. So, you know, uh, another reason why elections have consequences and they matter, uh, we have a chance this fall to um, change out some of those uh, some of those folks, and elect a better uh, legislature here in Pennsylvania that will be more responsive to workers uh, and, and, and help move some of these things. Unfortunately, for those people that right now are still struggling, it's too late. And, you know, it really frustrates me because whether we're talking about federal or local office, you know, I still hear the, the, you know, these comments about um, we shouldn't pay people more in unemployment benefits because then they'll just stay out of work longer. Right, right. Think right. about how stupid that comment. That's ridiculous. And, and all right, we're not supposed to use words like stupid, but you know, it is just so stupid. Think about this: workers don't decide whether they're at work or not. If there is work available to you and you decide not to go to work because unemployment will pay you as much or more, um, you don't get unemployment. The whole, the whole. Uh, the, the whole uh, uh, requirement, the basis of unemployment, is that you are unemployed and there's no work available to you. Right. Uh, so if an employer is shut down, or like we see right now, a lot of restaurants just don't have the business they had before, because even if they're open, people still aren't ready to go back in big numbers. Uh, they're not going to employ all the same amount of people. If people are afraid to fly on planes or check into hotels or use those restaurants and do all the other things that they used to do, in the same numbers they used to, a lot of people are unemployed, not by their own choosing. They need help. They need help paying mortgages. 
making sure that you know the kids uh, they can get 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 the kids their school school supplies put food on the table pay for their medicine all that stuff and it's just stupid that you have elected officials saying that we can't do more because it would be too much for those workers right like they're not like they're not going to seek employment uh, or go back to their career for the rest of their entire life They'd rather stay on unemployment and, and have nothing when when it when it's up. It is ridiculous. It's an absolute. Yeah, I don't joke. know any. I don't know any restaurant uh, operator, any hotel operator. I don't. I don't know airline operators personally, but I don't think there's one airline that wants to have these planes grounded and half full planes flying around. Uh, people want to be back at work. They're not home collecting unemployment because it somehow makes uh, uh, makes the same amount of money or more money for them. It's because they're desperate because they can't work. And they're we scared. Record number of people unemployed. Exactly. They're scared. Also, that they're, they may they'll jump back at their job in a heartbeat. They they just want to know there's a job there for them in the future. And by the way, not everybody's 22 years old. So I mean, you people 35, 45, 55, and 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 over who are working in the workforce who don't you know who don't have a paycheck. I mean, it is appreciated unemployment, no question, hundred percent. Having said that. That statement that you're talking about is, 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 I agree, it's, it's ridiculous. Wendell Young, our special so, guest here on uh, the Labor Show as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. A lot of ground to cover with Wendell. We'll have him for the rest of this segment and then uh, through the next uh, segment. Um, Wendell, I want to go off script for just a moment, and I want to get you to weigh in uh, on the state of Pennsylvania because uh, all of a sudden, uh, Pennsylvania, now, may, perhaps more than yesterday, uh, is um, really becoming uh, one of the key states in the upcoming uh, election. It's more uh, on the radar today, I think, again, than, than, than it was yesterday. Give, it, give, it, give us your perspective on it. Well, um, I, I, to give it my personal perspective, we got to go back to 2016. In 2016, there were more votes here in Pennsylvania for Hillary Clinton than there was for Donald Trump. Donald Trump, we all know, won by 44,000 votes. But when you look at the number of votes uh, from from regular uh, voters who voted every election in collar counties around Philadelphia, for example, uh, there was 175,000 people that stayed home. Now, there are people that said, oh, that's because Hillary was a flawed candidate. They didn't like her. Nonsense. They stayed home because they couldn't imagine any scenario where she wasn't going to win. They stayed home because they were convinced that we would never elect Donald Trump and that she was uh, uh, going to win. Um, the numbers were overwhelming in the Philadelphia area in support for her. And, and it's a great example of what we all grew up hearing from our parents, that polls don't vote, people do. It's the same thing that happened with Jim Florio, why he didn't get reelected many years ago, uh, and Christy Ty Whitman won. People were convinced he was going to get reelected, so there was less motivation to go to the polls. I don't think that's going to happen again. The midterms have shown that people learned a, an expensive, valuable lesson from that, a, a very hurtful lesson because of the nature of Donald Trump and his failed administration. And, and uh, so I think people are really energized not to let that happen. There are more Democratic votes in Pennsylvania. There are by far more Democratic votes. There are more people uh, voting uh, that have indicated their, uh, through polling their desire to elect uh, Don, uh, um, uh, Joe Biden over Donald Trump. 
Uh, so the issue is just making sure they vote, make sure that they vote and make sure their vote gets counted. And that's really the job here. This election's like none other. You know, the, a lot of the, the phases of a campaign that, that I grew up uh, uh, working through, uh, you know, the early ID, the persuasion, the re-ID, um, this campaign's all about get out the vote. People made up their mind the day after the election, November 6, 2016, that they were going to vote to get rid of Donald Trump no matter who was running against them. And, and I, I believe many, most are still committed to that. Uh, the Republican um, or the independents are splitting in favor of Biden. So uh, it's just a matter of making sure people vote. The amount of early voting going on is uh, record breaking. So that's a good sign. And by multiples, more Democrats and independents than Republicans. So, you know, what we have to be careful about and guarded about is that uh, we don't allow the president, uh, Trump I'm talking about, and, and, and other minions of his to undermine the legitimacy of those votes. I'm voting by mail. I've, I, I requested my ballot months ago. I've got my email certifying they got my request. They processed my application. It's been approved. And now I've gotten my re- latest notice that it's being mailed very soon, and I should look for it and contact them. I'm going to track my ballot. I'm going to track it from the time I return it in the mail, and they confirm they've gotten it. And you know what? If I don't get that email, I'm going to show up and vote at the polls. Um, so there's a process in place. Um, you know, voters have more options than ever. You know, Philadelphia has uh, has uh, put put uh, 17 locations up for people to go and register and vote in one visit uh, uh, beginning uh, the end of this month. Um, and the counties, the surrounding counties are doing the same. We have to make sure people know about that, help them get there, teach them how to do it. Make sure you fill out and return the ballot properly so a technical violation of the return doesn't get your, your vote knocked out. All these things are important, and they're so important because it's not just the presidential race. You know, we have a lot of issues going on here in Harrisburg. As you said, Harrisburg matters. You know, we've got funding for public services in Harrisburg, funding for public schools, health care for the elderly and at-risk Pennsylvanians, public nursing home funding, you know, uh, uh, including some of where our own members work here in Pennsylvania. We represent nursing home workers. You know, we got wage issues. You know, Pennsylvania hasn't passed the minimum wage increase in 15 years. It's a joke. That's a complete joke. It, it's it, it's 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 actually it's, it, I, you know I, I it is a joke but it's sad it, but it's it not so a joke bad. right you know, I you, say joke you right. get these you get these pompous conservatives that talk about oh you know you work hard you're going to be okay yeah. you cannot sustain yourself on the current minimum wage in Pennsylvania it's criminal what they're doing and we should throw all those bums out. No matter oh, how friendly they are to our little league or anything else, we should throw them out and elect people. They're going to work for working people. This is the Labor Show with Jadock and Krause, Wendell Young, our special guest. We'll get to a commercial break. Back on the other side. Portions of tonight's edition of the Labor Show are sponsored by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. And back here on The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause, hour number two, J. Doc flying by with flying Wendell by. Young. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. We got Wendell Young, uh, president of UFCW 1776. Wendell, you know, um, before we get into the medical cannabis discussion, um, look, the, the, uh, the president uh, made his uh, nominee for the Supreme Court. And, you know, one of the things, like I say uh, every time we talk about it, uh, when you're voting for president, you're voting for the Supreme Court. Um, so, you know, I mean, people have to be educated in what they're voting for. 
Well, uh, this is no better example of why um, elections matter and, and, and that elections have consequences. You know, uh, I have no doubt that uh, Judge Barrett will get approved and a uh, good chance she can get approved before Election Day. And, uh, you know, this is going to uh, just further um, um, uh, solidify the conservative base in the, in the court. Uh, we've seen some some issues in recent years that, you know, have have, uh, have been really harmful to workers come out of the Supreme Court, the Janus decision uh, about public sector unions, just one of them. And, uh, you know, we have this health care situation um, in front of the court now. You know, our members, they, they have health care. You know, in, in our, our retail members, the part-timers, you know, uh, many of them rely on the access that Obamacare has provided. Uh, non-union workers absolutely rely on it. Many employers before the requirement to cover people um, didn't provide. You know, amongst our biggest employers in the country, Walmart's a great example. Um, you know, provided health care to very few people. Obamacare made them provide it to their full-timers. And many of the part-timers, if they didn't get it through work, uh, you know, they, they, they were able to get it through uh, parents' plans or go to the exchange. Uh, it, 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 this was very important. You know, I've heard different numbers, but... You know, if this uh, if this uh, ACA gets uh, uh, eliminated because of this judicial appointment, you know, you have over a hundred million people going to be affected. It's not just the people that get their health care on the exchange. That's over twenty million people. When you add up the people who get it on the exchange, the people who have it through their parents because they're they're under twenty six years old, and you count the amount of people who get the expanded uh, Medicare and Medicaid that uh, ACA brought. It's it's somewhere in the area of 110 million or more people that will have their health care affected. Um, and, and this president doesn't care. Um, Barrett doesn't care. And, and, and I can say it because I have actually gone back and read her writings. I've done it. I, I'm not just looking at news clips on, on TV. I've actually Googled it and read her writings. You know, she she seems she she feels that 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 Roberts made a mistake, the chief justice when this uh, uh, law was being reviewed last time by the court. Um, and, and our whole basis is really about abortion, contraception, contraceptive drugs, which is all because of her, her faith and, and her Christianity. Um, now, I'm not criticizing that. I, I don't care what her faith is, but that should be separate from the law. So she's got a convoluted explanation for why the entire law should have been stricken down. And, and I have no doubt she's going to go in there and do that. You know, I, I don't want to get too far afield on this, but um, I, 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 some of my Catholic conservative friends, I, I remind them that um, the, the spokesman of God here on earth is, is apparently the Pope. The Pope says abortion is not the biggest nor the most important issue facing um, all humanity, including Catholics. It's climate change, and it's, and it's, it's, it's uh, workers' right to earn a fair living and, and having health care. All those things are far more important, according to our Pope. Uh, yet people cling to this whole fight over abortion and contraception, and she's a zealot when it comes to these matters. So um, uh, my view is um, I, I see uh, some people uh, uh, liken Trump to Adolf Hitler. Um, you know, I grew up watching the Ten Commandments every Easter, or thanks, I guess it was Easter, um, The uh, with Charlton Heston. I, I see uh, Trump as, as like Pharaoh. And the Lord sent some messages. One of them was Trump. The other was the plague, COVID-19. 
And and now what's happened to, to Ginsburg? He sacrificed one of our own to send a message. You get your ass out and vote. Don't let this happen again. Well, well you know, it's interesting you say that because we're going to get into medical <laughs> cannabis now. But by the way, our our our, our final well, guest. I said of the all show, that before I was smoking. Right, but 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 but, but he, so Lisa Marie Dealy, a former member of your of your uh, union. Uh, it's our, you know, it's, and now as, as you know, filled up with city commissioner and, yes. and obviously yes. voting. Doing on an those. awesome job too. Yeah, and and so she's on next. So we're going to be championing the heck out of that. Uh, you know, get out the vote and, and all of them. I know she's impartial, but still, uh, we want to make sure everybody has the information. Having said that, talk about uh, how much time do we got, Krause? Uh You got five and a half to get through a lot of ground yet. So I'm not sure how much you're going to get into. So so Wendell, if you would just touch on the medical cannabis. Uh, Situation. With your union. We're, we're we're proud to be the leading union in this country in representing people, workers in the cannabis business. Our union represents about twelve thousand people nationwide and growing every day. Here in Pennsylvania, we've signed up dozens of companies and labor peace agreements as they were uh, vying for licenses. And you know, we've we, as as those companies get their licenses, we've been meeting with them. Uh, we now have a handful of companies under contract where workers are growing, processes, processing, and dispensing um, uh, the product. Uh, you know, we, we, we think we lead the industry, uh, lead with the industry, the unionized part of the industry, in uh, wages and benefits and working conditions that are ideal for these workers. And we're, and we're going to continue to organize in that space. And it's important for Pennsylvania. It's a new industry here in Pennsylvania, and it's a growth industry. It's got a long way to go. And I fully expect that we're going to have gains in our state legislature uh, in terms of uh, flipping some Republican seats to Democrat. And, and Governor Wolf has made it clear that he'd like to see adult use uh, uh, marijuana law pass, so uh, otherwise known as recreational use. And, uh, and I think that's the right thing to do, and it's important to do, and we expect to, to continue to grow in that space and, and lead in, in making sure we have safe workplaces and that the community, through the people that work there, get a return on their investment with good jobs, and that's really important. So, um, you know, we're, we're glad to be part of that, and, you know, we, um, and, and we are, um, um, you know, pushing and, and advocating for um, the more than 600 state wine and spirit shops to be dispensaries for adult use marijuana. Uh, it's a, it's an easy, uh, you know, uh, concept to understand, and it'll mean more cash for the state of Pennsylvania um, for every dollar that comes in to help us recover from COVID-19 and to help pay for some of the, uh, 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 just like we do with our current liquor system, to help pay for some of the harms created by uh, improper drug use uh, issues and, and then put some more money back into the community and therapy and counseling and training and all that stuff. Yeah, and, and uh, the amount of new jobs that it'll create, um, uh, you know, is, is, is really important. And no question about it, um, you know, that is a, a, an industry, obviously, where growth is, is, is projected. And, and it's great to have, you know, like you, like you mentioned, you know, an, or, an organized effort. And, you know, an organizing effort uh, to make sure that it's, you know, obviously, if, if that's an industry uh, that, that, that is going to be a part of our future, that we want a quality workforce at the highest level. Um, because, at, 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 you, know, uh, you know, obviously, you know, a, a trained union workforce is better than a random workforce. So, uh, having said that, talk, you know, I know we got, we got a, what do we got, Joe, a couple of minutes? Three minutes. Three minutes. Um, you wanted to, to, to kind of talk about a, a little bit of a, uh, you know, a COVID, you want to talk about COVID, um, you know, just an overall 
uh, you know, outlook right now? Well, our union um, is in the forefront of this in that most of our members, overwhelming majority, are um, of essential frontline workers. So they've been working all through this. Uh, they've been doing a fantastic job, uh, and, and part of their job isn't just to show up and do what they normally do, but it's to keep each other safe, keep their customers safe where they're dealing with the public, keep their, their residents safe where they work in nursing homes. And um, and, and I, I just, I'm, I'm you're just really impressed and, and very proud of, of the work that they're doing. Having said that, we got a long way to go. Um, you know, the doctors and the scientists have been right about this all along. We're heading into um, what's going to be a, a clearly a big spike this winter. So we have to redouble our efforts as a community. Everybody does. And I know our members are going to be doing it, but we need everybody. Um, you know, to see what Ron DeSantis did in Florida today, by uh, uh, just blowing away all protocols and saying everything's back to normal, that's going to that's gonna result in more people dying. And to see what Trump's doing right now as we speak, he's at a rally in Harrisburg. Our governor asked him not to come because it's dangerous, because these rallies are bringing people out or science deniers, COVID deniers. Uh, and, and I saw some research today that where the biggest spikes are occurring are in those red parts of our country where um, people deny COVID, deny the science, and I guess uh, get back to God again in my faith as a, as a Christian. You know, he works in mysterious ways. He's sending them a message. They're just not listening. They should wear a mask. Yeah, it's become it's become such a political, uh, a politicized issue. It's actually ridiculous, um, and it's not over. No question about it. And anybody who thinks it is is. Um, sadly mistaken uh that you know it has to common sense has to prevail so uh wendell uh yeah obviously we you know we we we, uh we really appreciate your words and and your insight and one of the great things we have you coming up uh is the is the election um the week before election show and when when we're going to go through all those details but uh thanks again so much for everything everything you do with with our labor community and for your own members and uh we can't wait to talk to you uh on election week Hey, look, thanks, guys, and, and say hi to Lisa Dealey. She's doing a great job. She's got a big big job ahead of her. We all need to give uh, whatever help we can coming up. Thanks. Uh, great Absolutely. stuff from Wendell Young here on uh, Saturday night with the Labor Show. We're still live from Steamfitters Local Union 420. Uh, we'll get to a commercial break. We'll talk to Lisa when we come back. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by IATSE Local 8, District 1199C, and News Guild 10. And back here on The Labor Show as we wind down what was a fantastic two-hour show. Uh, and I don't mean to say that with arrogance, J-Doc, in oh, terms no. of patting ourselves on the back for doing two hours of great radio. I'm, I'm just uh, thrilled that we were at Steamfitters Local Union 420. Yeah. Uh, that was a great it's first right. hour. to uh, Because I really want the people around the Delaware Valley to understand all. Oh, absolutely. By the way, uh, I know Dean Weitzman was on the Lawyer to Lawyer show. He got the opportunity to also be here. He wants to do his, his show every every month. He wants to do it here. My Philly lawyer at Steamfitters Local 420. So, uh, but no, nah, you know, it's a great place. We really appreciate uh, Jimmy Snell, uh, Jimmy Gallagher, and Pete Klein, um, just and all the members of Local 420. So we really appreciate them. All right, yeah, all good stuff. We have one segment to go, J Doc. It's going to be fast. I know we've got a great special guest, former member or former uh, union member of UFCW, right? Yes, yeah, 1776. Uh, Wendell Young uh, says says hello, Lisa uh, Marie Dealey, Philadelphia City Commissioner. Welcome to the broadcast. 
Hi, gentlemen. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to have you, Lisa. Uh, Wendell Young sends uh, his regards and says you're doing a great job. We already knew that. Um, we only have, uh, you know, like nine minutes, so we don't want to mess around. Um, so if, if you will, tell our listeners um, a little bit about what you do at the city commissioner's office. So I am uh, one of three citywide elected officials who are charged with administering elections in Philadelphia. And as you know, we have a pretty big one coming up in a couple weeks. Um and we are we are so happy and uh, pleased to say that Philadelphia voters are going to have a lot of different opportunities uh, to vote, unlike they've had in the past. Uh, but first things first, you have to be registered to vote in the November election. So if you are not registered to vote and you're listening to this radio show, go on phillyvotes.com right now and get registered. You have until October 19th to become a registered voter to participate in the general election. If you have any kids at home that are going to be 18 on or before November the 3rd, we want to make sure they're registered. If you're on Facebook or social media or one of these uh, social networks and you're chatting with somebody and they're all about the politics, ask them if they're registered to vote. You'll probably find out in a lot of cases you'll be surprised that they're not. So we got to make sure that everybody is registered to vote. The deadline to register to vote in Pennsylvania is October the 19th. You can go to phillyvotes.com and take care of that right online. And, and I was listening earlier, and you were saying Harrisburg matters. I heard that loud and clear. Harrisburg does matter. And what voters in Pennsylvania should also be aware of is there's no more straight party ticket. So you will not be able to go into the voting machine or use a mail-in ballot and just check Democrat, and it votes for the whole line down. You're going to have to vote down that whole ballot, and the bottom of that ballot is where we find our, our legislature, our state reps, our state senators. So we want to make sure that voters know they have to vote down that whole ballot uh, on Tuesday, November the 3rd. There's no more straight party tickets. There's a lot of ways to vote in uh, Pennsylvania that are new. We can vote by mail um, with no excuse. Uh, the city commissioners are opening temporary in-person mail-in voting satellite offices. They're temporary in-person mail-in voting satellite offices. Where, Where do you find out about them, Lisa? You can go on our website at phillyvotes.com. We, all, we have a Twitter at phillyvotes. I have a uh, my personal Facebook, uh, City Commissioner Lisa Dealey. The other commissioners were all on social media. Seven of those sites are going to open on Tuesday. Seven of those sites will open on Tuesday. City Hall, George Washington High School, the Leah Chorus Center, Roxborough High School, Tilden Middle School, Julio de Burgos Elementary School, and Overbrook Elementary School. They're the first seven we're going to open, and the others will open in... Uh, in course, we're going to open them up on a rolling basis. We want to make sure that everybody uh, takes advantage and, and make sure that their voice is heard and their vote is cast for November the 3rd. If you're a Philadelphia voter and you've already applied for your mail-in ballot, rest assured those ballots are in the mail. There's 275,000 ballots in the mail right now on their way to your house. So be patient. Your ballot's coming. You can vote on the on that ballot, your mail-in ballot that's going to come to your house. You can also drop your your voted ballot off at one of those sites that I just mentioned. 
uh, if you don't want to use the mailbox, you can bring it to one of these satellite offices, and you can they'll accept your ballot. So you won't have to use the mail. If you are voting by mail, don't forget to use the secrecy envelope. So you'll take your ballot apart, you vote on the ballot, you fold it up, it has to go in the white envelope, and then that white envelope goes in the declaration envelope. If you don't use that white secrecy envelope, we are not able to count your vote. So read the directions, take your time, vote your ballot, bring it to one of our satellite offices if, or, or put it in the mailbox. But whatever you do, make sure you vote on November the 3rd. Lisa Dealey, our special guest here, wrapping up a great two hours. Lisa, I know we're going to run out of time, um, but I have to ask you, um, more, more so than ever before, the expectation for the national election is that more people will vote than ever before. So I don't remember what the exact number was from 2016. Maybe it was 200 million plus people that went to the ballot, uh, went to the ballot box. How much more of an increase are you expecting or planning for just in the state of Pennsylvania? We are planning right now in Philadelphia. We are we are ha- we are planning two separate elections. We're running a full-on mail election, you know, and this COVID-19 has accelerated our our participation in mail-in drastically. Other states that have mail-in voting, they it has taken years for them to reach the level that we are at now. Uh, most of that, you know, has to do with the pandemic and the situation that we're in, but in addition to the mail-in uh, and these satellite centers, which are brand new. No, we've never done this before in Pennsylvania. Philadelphia County is opening up the uh, most satellite offices, and we're opening them up early. In addition to all that, we're still going to have in-person voting uh, at at your polling place, in most cases, uh, a polling place that you're used to going to. So the June primary uh, was our first election attempt uh, with this mail-in voting. It was under pandemic conditions. And it was a massive increase in mail-in voting. Um, it, it wasn't, you know, it, there was the fact that there were just 350-some thousand voters here in Philadelphia uh, was made it a big difference. But we know in November there would be upwards of 650 to 700,000 voters. We've already uh, approved 300,000 mail-in ballots, and, and it's only September. So uh, we, are, we are up for the challenge and quite honestly, we need every vote we can get, and we know it. So let's get those votes. Lisa Daly will not sleep from now through November 3rd. Oh, she yeah. will continue uh, yeah. doing some good work no pressure. Uh, down there. No thank pressure. you, so, Lisa. Thank you so much. We'll have you on again, including our big election show uh, at the end of October. We thank you very much for being a part of the Labor Show this evening. J-Doc, I only have 15 to 20 no, seconds. I want to, th- I want to thank here. Lisa for the job she's doing and all the city commissioners. It's an overwhelming job, but they're, they're, uh, they're equal to the task, and uh, we're going to see the results on, on election day. I want to thank everybody. Uh, I, I want Steamford is local 420. Jimmy, Jimmy Snell, Wendell Young, Lisa Marie Daly. Uh, great show tonight. Yeah, no doubt about it. And we th- I want to thank the listening audience for tuning in and being a part of the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We will be live and we will be local and we will deliver the message to you every Saturday night. On behalf of J. Doc, Uh, On behalf of John, back in the studio, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody.
Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communications Workers of America, and AFSME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management.